Hello, creeps. Welcome to the Crypt Keeper's Coffin. A Tales from the Crypt retrospective brought to you by Bat and Spider. Episode 47, Showdown. Don't don't laugh. It's a we're we're not doing that anymore, right? Chuck, you saved me. <laughs> like I was just like you know I was getting ready to step out from behind the curtain and the spotlight was going to be on me and I was just yeah. like get ready to take one shot before I head out. <laughs> like let's do it again. Like you know who's somebody? <laughs> one more round. But look, Dale. Let's at least for this week. Let's, let's see what happens uh, if we don't do a Crypt Keeper laugh. Let's just see what happens. Next week, we can pretend like that never happened, you know, and go back to the old ways. Um, if there's a big yeah. public outcry. Chuck, um, <laughs> you have no idea how much this means to me. <laughs> I just want want you to be comfortable, Dale. Probably like how, um, you know, who's somebody like John Bonzo Bonham? <laughs> you know, just another gig going out there oh yeah that's why he drank like a gallon of alcohol every day a man's man you could probably put me on that same level is what i'm yeah. trying to say oh yeah yeah yeah. definitely as bonzo you're john bonham material did you ever see oh, watch the song remains the same yeah how about how about i remember i was entranced by the shots of uh the young jason bonham who looks like he's like nine or ten years old behind his mini drum kit that looked just like his dad's i Wailing know away. i was just like oh my god yeah that's amazing. That's a that's a different life. Yeah. You know? Son of the greatest drummer uh, in rock and roll history. Nobody could move yeah. a bass pedal like him. Nobody. Could no. Couldn't be done. No. Amongst other things. Just just a, 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 a electric. <laughs> <laughs> just a, and a and a real simple kit. Not no frills, but uh, he he got magic out of that. But Dale, Dale. This is not the we, Led Zeppelin magic no, hour. This no. is not ta- the ta- This is not the the episode where we talk about them fishing out of their Seattle hotel room windows <laughs> and pulling up, you know, salmon from the the river of it, it, in Seattle, and no. doing God knows what with fish and roadies. Uh, yeah, this is I not know. that episode. Uh, this is not that. I, I mean, I've heard that story. I've heard that story alluded to so many times that I I literally don't know what it is. But I've heard, I know about it. But I, right. it's also the thing I don't know about about exactly. them, and I kind of don't want to know. You don't. Neither do I. This is the Crypt Keeper's Coffin. This is a show where we talk about tales from the Crypt episodes, and this week we're talking about a Western episode called Showdown. Dale, you feeling you feeling uh, in a Western vibe? Were you ready for this? Uh, yeah. As soon as the as soon as our main our main man walked into the town. I was like, okay, 
I'm ready. <laughs> Good. I'm ready for a Western. Yeah. You know, anytime you get me on it, you get on camera like a movie ranch with a with a fake Western motif. Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally in. I need to know more about it, <laughs> what it was that was being filmed, and most likely, whenever you read about it, it burned down in, in some fire 20, 20 years ago. No matter when you read it, it always burns down 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. It's good to be back. Listeners don't know it, but it's been two weeks since we uh, recorded one of these. We're getting back in the saddle, one might say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, you're, it's. We're going to have to build up those saddle uh, calluses. Is that a thing that cowboys (laughs) have? Right. Like in their inner thighs and their groin area? Yeah. Like the bottom of their A cheeks on the inner side. Yeah. Yeah, that whole area where everything kind of meets, mm-hmm. just like you could, you could hammer a nail in there like two inches, they wouldn't feel it. Yeah, it's the only way they would be able to to last all day on a horse's saddle. Yeah, you got to build it up. Yeah, it it, it looks like uh, you know, like um, what's it what's it look like? I'm trying to think. Like a beaver's <laughs> pelt. It's so <laughs> rough and thick. A beaver like skin, like the beaver the tail, like that part. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's not furry, it's just like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, right. man. Nature's uh, beaver pelt. Thank you, cowboys. All right. Outlaw Billy Quintain is being chased by a Texas ranger and his posse when he comes upon a small town. When confronted by the ranger in the street, Billy cuts down his would-be captor and heads to the saloon for a drink. But then Billy slowly begins to realize all the patrons in this saloon look a bit too familiar. This is Showdown, Dale, directed by Dick Donner and written by Frank Darabont. Two guys you probably had heard of before, I would imagine. Most importantly to me, scored by Michael Kamen. Who oh, that's right. Pretty big deal. And I, I mostly know him from... Uh, the Band of Brothers soundtrack, because I absolutely mm. adore that soundtrack. But the trivia on this episode is very interesting because this was originally a part of a pilot that never got picked up on Fox called what, Chuck? I don't know. Two-Fisted Tales? Yes. Wow. And it was going to be another anthology series, <gasps> but it was never picked up. So they just packaged it up and shipped it over to them. The Tales from the Crypt crew. Wow. So they could... T- so they could have it. I think there's another episode. It might be the very next episode. That is the, I guess, the second of the um, the two episodes that aired during the pilot. So it's pretty interesting how, and yeah. the Two-Fisted Tales would have had its own, like, unique host and everything else. And I don't think there's any existence of it anywhere. God, who would have, who would have hosted uh, Two-Fisted Tales? Yeah, like. Uh, like an old miner? Yeah. Like a prospector right. type guy? Old, or like old, a hermit? old coot prospector with like the hat that's like flipped up in the front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got a pipe in his mouth. No mm-hmm. shoes on. Starting to lose yeah, his mind yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He probably has like metal poisoning, like mercury poisoning oh, yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. Always, um, always biting. He's pulling metal out of the, uh, the, uh, the stream there. Always biting it to see if it's gold or not. Yeah, oh my God. Um, <laughs> I, f- the main character, Neil Juntoli. Who is this guy? 
You know, he's been in a ton of like random things, but mm -hmm. I got to say his voice was perfect for, I mean, he had this booming voice was yeah. pretty incredible for this episode. Yeah. He was like a, he was great. He looked the part, like he throws, you know, chaps on him and put some dirt on his face. He looked great. He had that yeah. cowboy look. He looked like a cowboy. Yeah. Even though he was kind of like a, as Wolverine would, or no, as Sabretooth would say, he looked kind of like a sawed off runt. He seemed like a short guy a little bit. Yeah, he did. You're right. But it worked. I liked it. I mean, I, I always imagined the best gunfighters had some sort of, you know, thing like they were short. Or, you know, they there were guys with a chip on their shoulder out with something to prove. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they had to be better than everybody else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they trained for it. And they don't know when to um, stop. <laughs> this, I really liked this episode. Yeah, me too. It was cool. And that, I mean, that trivia of it being a pilot for another show Kind of makes sense, because I, I think what I liked about it was that this didn't feel like a Tales episode. Yeah, and I got to say, it was, uh, I think you could tell that the, like, the production value was mm. a lot higher on this than it was on any previous real episode, and it just looked different. I think it, maybe it was filmed different, or used a different stock, or not your typical Tales kind of um, equipment. But yeah, it, maybe, it yeah. It looked it looked totally out of place against everything else that the tales from the crypt has been putting out so far. I still, I mean, every time I put these discs on though, I still pray <laughs> to whoever that we get a rescan of all these episodes in at least 1080p yeah. something. Cause it, it's, it, I know, it, you know, cause all this stuff was shot on film. It, it There's gotta be great yeah. copies of this that look really good and they just need to rescan them. Um, and it's such a shame too, because this looked really bad, especially in the yeah. open sun sh on sunset shots and maybe on, maybe it's even worse on our TVs. I don't know. We have yeah. 4K TVs, but may maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. I think you, you had watched some on your computer as well and it wasn't much better. So no. Yeah, it, it's it's frustrating. <laughs> it's There's super no. frustrating. And I actually during this episode, I was like, man, I just know this is going to be the big bomb that like HBO Max drops soon. They're just going <laughs> to drop this bomb that they're going to have it all that. for streaming updated. Imagine. And I was like, this is this is like a premonition that I just had watching this episode. Dale, think of our ratings when that happens. We're going to become the number one uh, podcast in the land. <laughs> We're ahead of the curve. <laughs> We're just waiting. We're just ready. We have so many in the can. Just waiting oh, to be Chuck. discovered here by the masses. Congratulations, Chuck, to you. Hey, congratulations to you, Dale. Oh, we did it. This is gold. I'm excited already for that. <laughs> for that, because it's going to be amazing. So if you're just tuning in uh, because you saw Tales from the Crypt on HBO Max, uh, welcome. We're, we're very excited to have you. Yeah, we're so happy you could be here. This, I mean, before this, before they upgraded and remastered all that, you should have seen what we were going through. Good you know? Lord. It was rough. Um, we complained about it every week. This particular season uh, doesn't even have English subtitles. I can't watch them on English <laughs> subtitles, only French subtitles. Every other season, <laughs> I could put on the English subtitles and it was fine. What? Season four, not so much. But now on the, on the remastered versions on HBO Max, beautiful. They're sending you French discs over there? Yeah, <laughs> maybe on? that's why maybe that's why it was so cheap on eBay. I don't know. Maybe. You got the French one. But very frustrating. La Tales from La Crypt. <laughs> there you go. So 
what I liked how the the pacing of this episode was he kills he makes his last kill, which is David Morse. He's been in tons of things and he's US Marshal, bounty hunter, Texas Ranger dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For uh he's been searching for Billy Quintain forever and they have a shootout in the streets. After the after Billy kills Tom McMurdo, Texas Ranger, he goes into the saloon. And what you learn to find out is when he was walking into the saloon, Tom McMurdo had friends. Oh, yeah. And it's basically like this cool entrance to his hell or purgatory or afterlife, whatever you want to call it. He, he, he sidles into this saloon, mm-hmm. sits down, and his first interaction with a person turns out to be a victim of his was, uh, was just like um, an innocent bystander. Yeah. Who got shot, but then he glances around the room and he starts seeing all these people that he's killed before. And they eventually, you know, they get up in his face and we're like, this is, this is where we're at now. And now you're here with us. Don't you remember dying? You don't remember actually walking into the saloon, right? And then he starts to like flash back and remember. Yeah, I really liked how... Like, cause he sits down to talk to that guy who's, who's like a snake oil salesman. I'm here to tell you about a miracle of modern medicine. Dr. Silver's wonder tonic. Guaranteed to quicken the reflexes, sharpen the senses, and improve the vision. And if I'm wrong, you know, I'll give you a dollar. You just try it. <laughs> um, but I loved how him taking that tonic is like, after that, he starts to realize he's like, oh, wait, that's, that guy looks just like Doc Holliday over there, you know? So it's like, it. In our minds, it's like, oh, wait, what's this tonic doing? Like, at first, we're like, yeah, we're like, oh, he was like given some weird potion that's making him hallucinate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, but no, it's, I mean, we, we, the, it's pretty cool how they, they reveal it and that he's like in this sort of limbo that he, uh, he died already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's being visited by all the people that he killed in his life. It was this like overly dramatic, drawn out case of him coming to kind of realize that. And then he like starts to have this moment where he freaks out and he's like on his knees screaming. And then he gets up from his knees and in come this tourist tourist group of <laughs> yes. West. They're touring this old Western town. And the tour guide says, you know, home of the ghost of the great Billy Quintain. Okay, folks, step right on in now. There's still lots to be seen. Come on, hurry. Hey. Now, it may interest you folks to know that this saloon has got its very own ghost. A ghost, Big Bart? Not just any ordinary ghost either, little fella. Turn that thing off. But I'm talking about the ghost of Billy Quintain himself. Yes, sir, Reed, the fastest gun in the West. And that's, I love that part where, yeah, you know, fast awesome. forward a hundred years and he's still in this place reliving this, uh, you know, purgatory that he's in the same saloon that he was in when he died a hundred years ago. Yeah, it was so great when the tour guide comes in with his like super frilly, like Western shirt on and like <laughs> yeah. the, there's a kid with a, a, a little jam box playing like modern 90s music and he's wearing like a neon hat and then he goes on to tell the tale of uh, a billy quintain and how he died here and sometimes he can still hear him screaming in the rafters (laughs) yeah and he was the first one to walk into the saloon door so he's just like what is this cowboy i know you know and then he turns around he's got like you know the name of the old western town like bedazzled on his shirt yeah and there's like, uh, and then he, then there's like a, there's like a spinner rack with like photos of him, of Billy dead with like the, the pennies on his eyes. Yeah. 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 They sell uh, postcards yeah. and memorabilia of it and stuff. <laughs> I love that aspect 
yeah. with this episode. I think that was my favorite. Yeah, that was because it's such a great. It was such a cool way to introduce or fast forward in time. Yeah, and still have you realize that yeah he's he's in he's exists in the saloon and so does all these other people t- touring and, and more than anything i wanted to go tour an old western town chuck oh god like, dale i mean i what? i feel like i've brought this up before but I, there's a town in new jersey called wild west city or it's not it's not a real town it's a wild west town yeah have you, you ever been there that. did you bring that up i think I th- it's in netcong new jersey is that how you say netcong <laughs> That sounds like a super North Jersey place to me. <laughs> I think it is North Jersey. But yeah, they built this Western town. I think in the 60s it opened. Uh, and it's still open as far as I know. And you go there and, you know, they have like people, guys dressed up as cowboys and walking around. They do like little shootouts in the main street. And Man. It's pretty great. And there's like, there's like, I think there's like a roller coaster that wasn't working and some mini golf that was half working. <laughs> Like it's, Heck yeah. It was like super dilapidated when I went, um, but it's, it's a trip. It's, it's so cool. I hope it's still there. I, I, for years I had a wild West city bumper sticker on my drawing <gasps> table. I mean, it looked like they printed up like a million of these in like the sixties or seventies and <laughs> yeah. just, you know, I got it in like the two th- early two thousands and you know, yeah. but I could tell I was like, wow, they, they have boxes and boxes of these somewhere. <laughs> the same batch. <laughs> yeah. That printer's probably out of business by now, you know. Oh yeah, no, they're not getting uh, those reprinted the same the same way. Not no it's way. probably your best chance as an East Coaster because if you want to do that, if you want to do that from uh, and the East Coast and go toward the Old West, you have to like fly somewhere and then probably yeah. drive three hours to get anywhere that's anywhere close to Old oh, West. Yeah. So you got to like rent a car and take your chances with that. A lot of driving. Make sure you bring bring water. <laughs> it's hot out there. Yeah, really. <laughs> Spare tire, you know, that like yeah. is it any easier anymore than than the old horror movies and and family vacation from or the Europe, yeah. It's scary out there driving through the desert. I, I I mean, I've done it a couple of times and it's scary, like especially when you're like running on empty and it's like the <laughs> middle of the night. There's just nothing. There's nothing. And you don't know when the next gas station is going to be there or if it'll Jeez. be open. It's it's scary <laughs> jesus this is so massive <laughs> wow wow yeah i i loved how it was sort of like a tales from the crypt episode that there was a twist but they kind of reveal the twist pretty early on and the whole thing the whole like last half is is our guy billy sort of like coming to terms that he's in limbo and that he died and it's you know it's who know you know however many years he's been in limbo it's all about him finally coming to accept it and and the episode ends with him again reliving his shootout and finally accepting that he died. And we see him die by the posse that were hitting, hidden in the town after he shoots the uh, the mm-hmm. Texas Ranger. And then, um, and it ends with him and uh, ghoul faced Texas Ranger like staring at their graves, and they ride off together. So seemingly, you know, he he, he either went to heaven or hell, and. Uh, you know, he got out of his little purgatory he's stuck in. Yeah, that was kind of neat where, uh, you know, it took him 100 years to accept his fate, whatever you want to call that. And then at the end, he was, uh, they're staring at their gravestones. And then he's like, man, I was a quick shot, wasn't I, Tom? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Tom's like, you sure were, Billy. And then they're like, hey, yeah. And they all mount up like, he's dude. This dude murdered you. Maybe, I, know, I mean, but maybe so since, you know, since they had so long to, they were accepting of it a hundred years ago, they were yeah. just kind of waiting for Billy to uh, take his turn and 
accept it so they could get out of there, but it still doesn't right the wrong. No, no, it was weird. But but maybe time know, heals time all heals wounds. All... <laughs> <laughs> God, a hundred years will heal a wound, Dale. I, I'd like to think if you if you murder me someday, I'd like to think in a hundred years I could forgive you, mm-hmm. and we could Just... talk about what great friends we were. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. That's that means a lot, and I'd like to think it that would happen. Yeah, I um, think so. Fast forward to us taking our Wild West road trip, <laughs> oh, and maybe we'll see what happens to Netcong, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we had big yeah, plans we, to go out west, but Netcong. We end up just, it's right in between us, so it, you know, yeah, it made more sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not as, not as hot. I did like, I liked every time they revealed a new, like, gunfighter in the saloon that he had killed, that they would flash to um, that person getting killed. <laughs> I love that detail. Yeah. That was, that was cool as hell, because before you even see him in the saloon, you see how the, the person died. And yeah. uh, you, like, get to see the imagery of what Billy saw as he was murdering them. You know what I mean? It's just oh. all that taxing on his brain even the guy i think he was like a, a fellow gang member and he was trying to get him into town and get him some help but the guy was going to end up dying oh, yeah. a bad bad death so billy put him out of his misery he even saw that guy in the saloon yeah that yeah. was at the beginning of the episode and uh yeah that was just that sealed the deal it's like man this you get to see and relive all these murders that billy suffered through you know he did <laughs> In this hundred years of purgatory or whatever, it was it was a great idea for an episode. I loved it. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was a nice little vacation too from uh, the usual Tales from the Crypt settings. Get a little Western action with an old Western. All right, Dale. Well, what what are we uh, tackling next week? Next week is an episode called King of the Road. A life-on-the-edge hot rodder named Billy comes to town run by Sheriff Garrett. He immediately dates and romances his daughter with ulterior motives linked to Garrett's past, for which he was once a champion of the hot rodding. (laughs) Will Garrett accept Billy's challenge to the death? Awesome. Oh, this is uh, one one Brad Pitt episode. (gasps) Brad Pitt alarm. Hunk alarm. Yeah. Wow, Brad. Bradley Pitts is making his big Tales from the Crypt debut. Mm -hmm. And this was the, I'm pretty sure I saw where this was uh, the second part of the uh, Two-Fisted Tales, but now I lost it. Oh, yeah. Raymond J. Barry co-stars, directed by Tom Holland, which is what, the uh, Child's Play guy? He's directed a ton of these, right? Oh, yeah. Child's Play, Fright Night. Thinner. Oh, he did the hatchet. Hatchet too. Thinner. The Langoliers. I can always remember the the Langoliers um, off of a tape that my grandmom taped. She used to tape movies off TV and the Langoliers was always like... Something about the Langoliers was in between yeah. a movie I used to watch. For some reason, though, like the um, like the commercials, the ads for the Tommyknockers always sticks in my head. Oh, yeah. Tommyknockers too. God. Tommyknockers. Those green glowing eyes. Awesome. Nothing else. So, yeah, that's going to be exciting. Next week, uh, Brad Pitt. I mean, arguably yeah. is what, his first? Can you imagine where Brad Pitt, I mean, if he if he ended up being in like Two-Fisted Tales as his <laughs> no. start or something? Yeah, I wonder. Boy. Uh, 
Yeah, it turns out, actually, he was in a ton of stuff before this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, yeah, he was in Thelma and Louise and Johnny Sweet. I remember those, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and a bunch of TV appearances, but. TV appearance in the show 30-something. <laughs> I always wanted to go back and watch that show since when I was in my 30s, you know? Oh, yeah, like, me too. I was yeah. aware of it, you know, existing. Yeah. But I was a kid, you know, but. like, Yeah, and, I, and you're like. God, those people seem really old. That seems like the most boring thing in the world to me. Yeah. But now I'm like, I wonder what that show is about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Timothy Busfield in his 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I want to get, I would probably get so nostalgic and sucked into the drama of what it is like to just be a person in your 30s. Yeah. God, I'm going to watch that soon. <laughs> I wonder if it's anywhere. Maybe on the Peacock. Yeah. Or Paramount Plus, which, you know, I oh, just yeah. stupidly gave my money to and haven't done a thing with yet <laughs> oh yeah man 92 was like brad pitt getting traction because he also did cool world in 92 oh, wow. and a river runs through it which were both like probably his first like those were like starring roles for him or at least co-starring yeah. wow chuck that's crazy i always thought cool world was like after he kind of hit it a little bit but that was before yeah california with a k oh yeah i remember that and then True Romance, great, I mean, legendary, like, small performance in True Romance as, like, the stoner roommate. Yeah. I think that might be the first time I was, like, really aware of him, and I was like, oh my god, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. God, Brad Pitt's so good. Yeah. And then, you know, 94, Interview with a Vampire, Legends of the Fall, and then 95, 7, 12 mm. Monkeys. I think I know what we're doing after Tales from the Crypt is over, Chuck. <laughs> Tales, Tales from <laughs> Brad's shirtless body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tales from those deep blue wells that are called his eyes. Oh, my God. Tales from the, the oily chest of Brad Pitt. <laughs> Tales from those jowls that you could just kind of stare at and get lost in. <laughs> All right, Dale, until we got to finish up uh, this episode and the rest of Tales from the Crypt in the future before we get to Brad. But I look forward to next week's episode as always, Dale. Thank you very much. Same to you, Chuck. Love you. And I love you. And we'll uh, see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.
kitties. I've got to go. There's a ghoul rush on, you know.